0: Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Hey everybody, welcome once again. Because you've heard the first course, now it's time to have the second course. That's right, it's Coppell Bible Fellowship, second course podcast. The podcast where we build off of what we talked about Sunday, maybe give you a little bit of insight, maybe you learn a little bit more, but mostly just to hang out with us at the round table. And today, once again, it's me and Michael. The duo is back. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Somebody should write a song about that. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, probably not. No, they don't need to. But um, anyway, all that to say, uh, guys are back from Belize, but Barkef's not feeling well. We're praying that he's going to recover quickly. He got the Belize bug. He did. Talked to him this morning. but uh, Kind of. It was more like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, his voice, he could have doubled for me on this podcast. This is the time we need him to come in with the deep (laughs) voice. Uh, But... Everybody's good. Everybody's back. It's going to be a great week. Even though we're looking outside, it's raining, it's cold, but uh, we're coming off of a really great message yesterday, Michael, that you delivered. It was an
1: awesome Sunday in general.
0: It was a great Sunday. Mm -hmm. I met some new people, uh, had some lunch with uh, some life group buddies, and so I can't complain about it at all. But right now, Michael,
1: how are you doing? I'm great. I actually want to give a shout out. Oh, you giving one? Yeah, let me give a shout out to... Caitlin. Caitlin Bryant, man. <laughs> I was wondering if you... yeah. No, Caitlin I got Bryant, you. I was because, waiting for you to say more. No, a few months ago, I, uh, maybe a few months ago, I spoke in Summit. Yeah, yeah. And she was singing, and I thought, oh my goodness, her older sister, Claire, sang on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. And this girl has a beautiful voice. So let's see if we can get her going. And four months later, here she is on... Uh, stage singing, and I don't yeah. know if you did. You see what her mom posted?
0: Yes, I did. Of her singing oh the same gosh. song when like she a, was three, I was like three years old. Yeah, yeah, three years old. Singing
1: "God Is So Good," and that was one of the songs that Brent just happened to select. It wasn't like planned, yeah. obviously. And so Lori put a side by side on Facebook of her at three it singing really it and sweet. her now at fifteen singing it, and it was cool. And I'm sitting there thinking about my girls, and so I was getting a little tear in my eye. But yeah. you know, so yeah. good job. Can't wait to have her back.
0: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Great job, Caitlin. All right, Michael. <laughs> You picked up the end of chapter two. You're bringing it in and Titus, finishing that up. Uh, did a great yeah. job. So let's walk into it and tell us what, uh, what we were talking about.
1: Yeah, well, Titus at this point is learning about grace. Yes. He already knows about grace technically. He's learning about how he is to teach grace <laughs> uh, to the Christians there in Crete. Yep. Paul obviously wrote the book of Titus to him. And at this point, it's really such a powerhouse passage, actually. And it's found... I mean, obviously at the end of chapter two, but really mm-hmm. kind of in the middle of the book. And um, it essentially backs up everything he's already said in chapter one and yeah. chapter two about why you should even set things back in order, why you should appoint elders, why Christians should behave this way. But then it's also a hinge on what's to come in chapter three mm-hmm. on why we are to steward this life this way, et cetera. Sure. So it's really this powerhouse passage. And um, I didn't say that, uh, I might've said this in the first one, but I didn't say the second one. Anyway, it speaks of soteriology, christology, mm-hmm. eschatology, uh, sanctification, justification, uh substitutionary theologies. Ad- the <laughs> <laughs> substitutionary atonement, all of that, yeah. and it does it in four verses and in fact in the original language it's all one sentence. Yeah. So you talk about a powerhouse passage. This one is packed full of all of the truth. So he obviously is since it's just one sentence in four verses, he's he's uh, scratching the surface at Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how deep you could get on this. But he's telling Titus about the grace of God, and one of my favorite things about it is how he starts it out by saying the grace appeared. And I said, um, excuse me, <clears throat> I use this story of being in a plane looking at a sunrise and 40,000 feet up, and it was like anything I've, never, I've ever mm-hmm. seen, I mean, or not like anything I've ever seen. It was just so beautiful and bright and vibrant and radiant. And the word appeared that Paul uses to talk about God's grace is literally the word we get epiphany from mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean just a brilliant thought, energy mind it means that just like the darkness is overtaken by the light on the morning when the morning sun rises, um, grace showed up in that way. That it just appeared in this bright, beautiful uh rays of sun and uh it's just a cool image to have in your mind, to think about grace that way. Because when you, I mean, I know for you, for me, we grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. We think of grace, you instantly think of the definition. You're just like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, one, you're like, oh, God's grace. There's a song about that, and I'm singing it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, unmerited favor. Mm-hmm. Paul's like, let me t- give you a little image to have here. It's um, this beautiful light that shines in the darkness. And then he says it in verse 11, he goes on to say, it didn't just appear, but when it appeared, it saved. So you're like, well, what does that mean? Because I thought it was just a quality of God. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just this unbelievably nice characteristic about God. And you're like, well, it's true. It is. Yeah. But then you find out in the New Testament that grace isn't just a quality. It's a person. Obviously, the person is Jesus. And so I said uh, Jesus Christ is the, I think I said perfect. I forget mm-hmm. how I said it. The, the perfect uh, personification of God's grace because he's the one that came to save. And then I read, obviously, John 1, 14, 14, 16, 17, that speak to John saying Jesus is uh, grace and truth, and that he showed up here, and he he says it's grace upon grace, the fact that he's even here. The idea is it's uh, unending, never-ending. So I just want to establish what that grace was, and then as we go on, I wanted to present these three truths about grace, the first being that grace saves. The next, though, was that uh, grace teaches us, and you realize that as a believer, and I thought this was so cool, as a believer, you have the power of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. after the moment of salvation, moment of belief. Um, You also know the Word of God is alive, and it's real, Um, and and so it's powerful. We know that Paul says in Romans 12 that we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Mm -hmm. And so you have these things working in you, but now, excuse me, Paul now introduces this other thing, and he says it's grace, and grace will teach you things you find out about grace that teaches you the first thing which I thought was perfect is right after you're saved it doesn't mean you're magically who you are today yeah exactly or mm-hmm. who you're hopefully be before you die um, spiritually speaking so it's the idea that he comes in and says okay so once you're saved the next thing you need to know is that grace will teach you to deny the old you yeah that, that really is an old you and you really do have a new you and so he says, deny ungodliness, uh, ungodliness and worldly lust, those things you used to have, used to be about, used to be a part of your nature, but now you have a new nature, not a sinful one. You you have a spirit-led one. You don't have the flesh anymore. So obviously people, I don't know, I, I think, I hope I was clearing up maybe a little bit of gospel confusion on people. Mm-hmm. Like If they're thinking, well, i got to clean myself up. Yeah, yeah. Or I just got saved. Two years ago, but I'm still dealing with this addiction, mm-hmm. or I'm still dealing with a sin. Yeah. I don't. Did I really get saved? And I think a lot of people ask that question, and mm-hmm. they wonder. And uh, so I was hoping that in this grace teaches portion, they would begin to see that um, <laughs> that's the beauty of grace. It doesn't matter who mm-hmm. you are, or what you've done. It's the same for everyone. It's something you didn't deserve. Yeah. And uh, and there's nothing you do on your end to to uh, achieve it. So it doesn't matter about who you are or who you've been. Um, or after salvation who you are, Mm -hmm. Um, but there is an idea that you shouldn't be who you still, or you shouldn't be now who you were then because you have the power of the Holy Spirit. You have the Word of God, and so you should be growing spiritually. You don't have to be, but you should be, and this is what Paul's saying. So it starts out, hey, realize that there's an old you, and now realize that once you uproot the old you, you have room for the new you. And so he says to live soberly, righteously, and godly. And I saw this as inward, outward, and upward. That soberly is the idea of clear thinking, level-headedness. The old me used to lash out or whatever it was, whatever that thing was when the unexpected happened and I get emotional or whatever. That was the old me. So now I'm starting to learn through the renewing of my mind, through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the teaching of God's word by the teacher of grace, I'm beginning to learn patience or whatever other quality Mm -hmm. that I can uh, begin to live out that's truth of God's Word. Then he says outward, and it's the idea of living righteously. So once again, I said this last week, but your beliefs should dictate your behaviors. Mm -hmm. So now that I have these new beliefs, new understandings, truth of God's Word, I'm reading this, I'm going, hmm, I should actually live this out. I shouldn't just say it. I shouldn't just hear it. I should go live it. And this is what Paul's saying. And then he says the last thing grace teaches us is to look upward. And I joked about before the only upward to God you were looking was maybe to cuss him out
0: <laughs> or to say,
1: leave yeah. me alone. Yeah. Or uh, are you real? Or yeah. any of those questions you see in movies all the time. Mm-hmm. If there's a God. you know. Or that why kind of God, why? Yeah, yeah, why God. I was actually thinking of uh, Angels in the Outfield. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you remember that movie? Yep, I remember that. I was thinking about that scene when he first, I guess he his dad, isn't going to adopt him and he yeah. makes a joke like, or isn't going to keep him, put him up for adoption. And he makes a joke like, well, if the angels win the pennant, uh, then he'll adopt them or yeah, or keep him or something like that. Yeah. So that night he looks up the window and he's like, God, it, it, if there is a God, you know, and that's typically yeah. what it is before you become, before you come to faith. Yeah. It's either that or it's, a, you're mad at him. So anyway, <laughs> now we have a different perspective. We look up to him and we realize we should actually lovingly submit to him. Mm hmm. Because we begin to realize how reverent he is and holy he is, how good he is. And so now I look at him and I go, I'm sorry for all the times I didn't. And help me to keep my eyes on you from every breath on. And so grace appeared and grace saved and grace teaches. And then he gets to the last verse of um, the sentence. And then we have verse 15 at the end. But excuse me, last verse in 14. And he says, that grace purifies us and he uses, and it's kind of like, I, I didn't know which word to use to be honest with you, because he says he redeems us and purifies us. But he said he gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Um, and then he tells Titus at the end, so speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority, let no one despise you. So I wanted people to know, yeah, you know what? You are purified, uh, which is a process. mm mm-hmm. And anytime you have any type of filtration on anything, um, that that's not an easy thing. It's going to be tough. It's going to take time. It's got to perfect and purify. And so, anyway, that was encouraging because I wanted people to know once again, whether you got saved at this moment or years yeah. ago, um, you're not going to be perfect, and it's a lifelong thing to try to become more like Christ. And it's going to be through the power of the Holy Spirit and the truth of God's word and the teacher of grace to come in and to help guide you into who he wants you to be. So anyway, I just said, here he says he wants to purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. And I was saying that the zealous for good works is like the actual ideal outcome of when you sit back and go, man, God's so good. Yeah. And you begin to think about your life and you think about grace, think about salvation, Think about teaching you. You think about all these things that brought you, and you know, like, I I should want to live for him. I do yeah. want to go live for him. And he says it's possible here not just to think that way, but to be zealous for it, to be excited and anxious in a good way to go. I want to go find these works that God has for me to do. I want to go tell more people about him. I want to bring the light that he brought me through grace into this dark world myself. I want to bring it out. And so I ended with Jesus' words in Matthew 5 at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount saying, you are a, um, you are the light of the world. Mm-hmm. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp put under a basket, but they uh, put it up on the lampstand. Mm. And I said, so here's the challenge, though. This is red letter. This is a challenge for today. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and mm-hmm. glorify your God in heaven or your Father in heaven. And so I was saying, that's a challenge, to mm-hmm. understand that we've been given this great light, grace, yeah. it appeared, that we have, we're saved by it. Now we're being taught and purified by it. Now we understand that just like we were in darkness and now we've seen God's great and marvelous light, like Peter says in 1 Peter 2, we get the opportunity to go do these good works and not just say things about Jesus, but to show people his love mm-hmm. and his grace to the world in hopes that they see the great light, come to faith, and they are no longer living in darkness yeah. like we used to. And then they get on the process that we're in. So anyway, that was it.
0: No, I thought it was good. Um, you know, you brought up the you You come back several times to the why. And, uh, you know, when we talk about—I'm going to just say it kind of simply—how Christians should live, mm-hmm. um, and especially you and I both have a youth ministry background— <laughs> You know, there's always this, uh, we got really good at telling them how to do or what to do, but not necessarily always, you know, the why. Mm-hmm. And I think this is important, um, cause the why is the motivation, it's true. you know?
1: Um, yeah, I missed one of these, by the way. Can I say it real quick? You're go for it. it. Yeah. I missed verse 13 because this is one of the motivations as if grace isn't motivating enough, another why he gives us is he says at the end of 13 about grace teaching us, is you can live this way in this present age. Yeah. He didn't have to say in this present age, but he wanted to because he set up the next verse, which says uh, not just that this is a present age, but there's another age to come. Mm -hmm. His exact wording is that we are to look uh, for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so... One of the motivations to live this way now, the why, Mm -hmm. is because we know this age isn't going to last and there'll be another. And I said, the first time Jesus showed up, he showed up with grace. The next time he shows up, he shows up in glory Mm because he's now King Jesus ready to establish his kingdom. So we need to think about that because at one point there will be a, um, not just for us, though it's true, like we'll have a last breath on this earth and we won't get the chance to share faith with anyone else because we'll be dead. Then there'll be a time in the kingdom, or, or a time uh, in the future, I should say, where there's no more time to be able to share in general. Mm-hmm. That the judgment's happening. Yeah. And so I wanted to say, one, the motivation is there's another kingdom coming, and we we talk about that kingdom quite a bit here, compared mm-hmm. to other churches, I think. Like I mean, what, I've what been the in, experience of that uh, kingdom's going to be like? Yeah, I think we talk about that.
0: I mean, I would say, yeah, that's not something that is is either talked about explicitly. Or even may, maybe not necessarily an understanding of what that means.
1: I think about that too because even this summer in the parable series, I was thinking about um, you know <laughs> rewards and yeah and the kingdom. And I said in one sermon, I go, "It was like not that long ago. I think I think it said eight years or something when I realized we actually don't stay in heaven." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like there's all these songs about heaven going. To, when we all get to heaven, what a day rejoicing will be! All these wonderful songs. The truth is, we're coming back to a kingdom, mm-hmm. a new heaven, mm-hmm. new earth, um, and so well, this earth and then a new heaven, new earth. But anyway, yeah. all that to say, there's another age coming, mm-hmm. and so I wanted the motivation to be the experience. How, how best you live this out now? Yeah. Will, will make even a greater experience for you in the kingdom come. Because as we know, there's a chance to be closer to Jesus in that kingdom. Yeah. Based on how you live now and the way you served him now, he's going to want you to serve him then. And then also, um, you look around the darkness around you and you're like, oh, they need to be there with us. Mm-hmm. And so I need to think of uh, evangelism and, and the gospel and the Great Commission, all these things need yeah. to come in my mind more throughout my day because I need to go tell these people. So another why, to your point, is that there's another kingdom or, or that yeah. the another age coming. And so at one point uh, it'll be too late for us to say anything else. So we got to use the breath wisely as we got it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and that's been on uh, my mind because as I'm working with my kids, preparing them for, oh, I thought you were going to say,
1: cause you're 50. Oh, shoot, <laughs> shoot man. Sorry. You can't what you be saying? <laughs> saying that. Sorry. What were you saying uh, about your kids? You're, you're, I was trying to go funny and you're going serious. I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, now I forgot what I was, no, uh,
0: you know, that, that motivation of why, you know, I'm taking the kids to the Amazon this summer.
1: Yeah, it's going to be and,
0: awesome. And uh, it's going to be fantastic. But that's something I'm looking forward to is that experience of seeing the why, mm. right? Seeing that in a very practical, on the ground, foot and, no pun intended, feet in the mud kind of, <laughs> you know, on you know mm-hmm. thing happening. And so, and then bringing that back here, which, you know, there's an academic side of, in their brains, like, yeah, we have to do that. Mm-hmm. But then seeing that very practical uh, experiential, of seeing people uh, come into the light out of darkness, is something that I think is going to be truly impactful. So,
1: yeah, no, I agree, and you know, Barkev says this quite often that. You see the word knowledge a lot in the New Testament, mm-hmm. and, and it's usually conveyed in a way that it means the experiential knowledge, yeah, not just yeah. the head knowledge. So you go to the Amazon. Here they are learning all these truths mm-hmm. all their life. Now they go to the Amazon, and they're like, "Oh my goodness, yeah. this is that truth played out," mm-hmm. and it's literally life changing. Yep, it's it's perspective changing, it's worldview changing, um, and it, and it makes you want to live like what Paul is writing to Titus mm-hmm. in this and saying, "Hey, Titus, the." Cretans aren't acting like this yeah, yeah. Uh, as they should and so you've got to train them up and teach them these things
0: so it's i'm yeah it's gonna be it was a great message um you know it's it's funny we get to a message like this and it's like well that's pretty straightforward i don't know if i have any questions man you just <laughs> let like let it there it is
1: boom well that's what's fun about it um obviously i'm sure some people have questions because he does hit so many uh yeah theological topics they I mean the it surface, is and, so. and,
0: and yeah you could you could spend quite a bit more time and you know maybe there are some questions out there you know what we should ask for questions let's do it let's do it alright if you got any questions about that message or any other message Brian and Barkef would love to answer yeah that. we'll send it to them <laughs> nah you can send it to anyone of the exec team me Brian Barkef, Brent uh, mm-hmm. Michael here, mm-hmm. and uh, we'd be happy to uh, to sit down and, and talk through it. and We would love it. Yeah.
1: Uh, I didn't get any questions asked yesterday after church, but yeah. I did have someone come up to me and shared a perspective that I thought was pretty unique because I'm the one that preached, and I didn't think about yeah. it, <laughs> but um, they said, yeah, one of the things about your message that stood out is: I've never really thought about grace in this way. Mm. That it teaches that it's yeah, it's um, what what was the word you used? Not mobile, mm-hmm. active. I forget what word to use. You hear about grace and you think mm-hmm. it's like love, or you think it's like just one of those qualities. That's all it is. It's just a thing we yeah. you know. But mm-hmm. now we see it as a as a active, moving, uh, yeah, spirit led truth. <laughs> it's an
0: involved. It's involved in our life.
1: Yeah, it's not just a a word that's a Bible word that we know. Yeah, um, there is activity involved in it, and and to see it as a teacher, mm-hmm. let alone uh, a purifier and salvation and all those things that we talked about yesterday. I said, I've never thought about it that way. Mm. And so they enjoyed that part of it. And I said, well, yeah, I, w- I said that part because I, w- <laughs> I, was, I was like, Oh yeah, I totally said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, uh, I said, you know what? I th- thank you for sharing that for me with me oh. now, because you now shared it with me and it is encouraging to hear that yeah. too.
0: Now I got to go back in time and add it in. We'll just yeah. we'll just re-record it. And you yeah, can, well, well, actually, the message hard. is already, it's already out. Already there. out. Yeah.
1: See, that's the See, Now, for those that don't know, we have uh, we used to put the message out the Sunday after. And now we put it out the Sunday of Sunday of like you know two three four hours later, mm-hmm. whatever it is. I don't know how long it takes Miguel to edit it, but he does a fantastic job and he gets yeah. it out. So and it
0: throws me off because I get on like Facebook and all of a sudden there's your message right there. Uh, kinda, what in at, the like, world? Two three o'clock, man. Yeah. So it's like so I'm now you use can't <laughs> now
1: you can't think about it all week and go. You know what? Let's shoot another one. Yeah, you can't see the crowd anyway. That's true. Yeah, we don't. So do then that. let's shoot another one and fix all the mistakes. I said. Yeah. Nah.
0: Well. Cool. It, was a, it was a fun one, man. It was really a good was. one. Yeah. And uh, this week, L. Brian's up this week.
1: He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna bring us into yeah, chapter three. He's doing chapter three. And then um, going to close it out. And we got some special things coming here at the yeah. end of. Actually, yeah. February is a fun month because we have feed one.
0: Yep, we do. On the twenty first of February, we're going to be doing our food packing event. So you definitely want to be there if you've not done that uh, before. It's awesome. One thing we're doing this year that's a little bit different is. Uh, when you see uh, the advertising come out, there is a registration. If you have a child two and under mm. and would Childcare? like to come, we got some child care for nice. them. Um, however, it's going to be super limited space. So you got to get in there quick. So um, in previous years, we've kind of had uh, people walking around holding the little ones, and that, that kind of <laughs> distracts sometimes. Real so we want to free it. you up to be able to serve. So. We got that coming. How
1: much? uh, Is it pounds of food? Is that how we do it? Uh, It's.
0: uh, I thought it was units. Maybe I think it's units, units. and so we usually do about eighty thousand. Try to do about eighty thousand units. Which you hear that and you think it's like massive, but when you realize that it's these packs. Uh, you can you can just stick them in boxes or something like that. But it's yeah. still wild. 80, oh yeah, 000. yeah. Cool. And each pack feeds three kids or four kids. Mm-hmm. So this is for a family, uh, family legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're feeding children in Zambia. So um, definitely, if you have never done it, it's actually great because you can invite friends. You can invite your neighbors. It's a fun everybody atmosphere. Everybody likes to serve. Yeah. And yeah, it's a fun atmosphere. Mm-hmm. We have a great time. So yeah, definitely the twenty first. Uh, we're going from six thirty to eight thirty. So mm.
1: it's on a couple per hour yeah, 85,000 or some
0: like that 60,000 i mean we can do a lot yeah, we've yeah, done yeah. 60,000 one year i think we've done 80,000 meals one year so can't wait till we
1: double it one year have enough people to do one sixty. Yeah, and then we got a couple other things coming up at the end of the month. Some special Sundays you're going to be hearing about. Oh yeah, in the next week and uh, following. So we just—it's going to be a fun month. It's crazy to think January is almost. I over. know,
0: I know. Well, here's the thing: you do not want to miss a Sunday. You don't ever want to miss a mm-hmm. Sunday, but you definitely do not want to miss a Sunday in February.
1: That is true.
0: I would say that that's definitely uh, <laughs> that's something you want to be there for. Uh,
1: except I am missing one. I'm missing the f- first one. <laughs> I'm be out of town.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, but
1: yeah. I wish I wasn't. And I, I'm definitely not missing the rest of mine. Promise you that. No, you're not. It's gonna be awesome. That, we're excited. Yep. And so we will. We actually we can't wait to tell you, but we're gonna have to wait. We gotta a wait. Bit. Yeah, it's not we'll like anything. This weekend.
0: Yep. It's cool. All right. Well, Michael, thanks. Hey, you know what? What? Thank you.
1: Oh, thank. No yeah. one ever thanks you. That's yeah, all right. As the velvet vocal, vocal cords. Cords. i regret ever saying that <laughs> to lead the podcast yeah. uh to intro and outro and ask questions and and to help and uh, to share your thoughts on every sermon so literally thank you Nathan. i for appreciate
0: doing. it god gifted me to run my mouth so
1: he gave you the voice to do it That's yeah what sure.
0: <laughs> well hey we appreciate you guys uh listening um we look forward to seeing you on sunday yeah definitely uh stop by ask questions uh, throw us emails, whatever, and we'd love to you know, expand on whatever you want to know. But until then, we'll see you Sunday. Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you.